Marcia. And this is Stephanie over at Lady Strong Fitness. We have a special guest today on this podcast episode, and this is Sarah from Heroic Heart. She's the vice president of um, the charity that we chose for the check-in for charity for November. So the big question is this, how were two women who didn't cheat and purchase a gym franchise model, how were they able to spread their mission and purpose by empowering and transforming hundreds of women's lives through fitness, nutrition, mindset, and accountability with a micro gym business model of women only? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. We are Lady Strong Fitness. Welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Happy to be here. No, we're happy that you're here. So we had a brief conversation prior to this episode airing and you were giving us um, a little bit of background and history on Heroic Hearts. So if you could um, kind of tell the audience a little bit more about it and what the actual program entails. Sure. So Heroic Hearts is a humanitarian relief organization and we are currently in four countries. We are in Syria, we're in Mali, we're in Palestine and Bangladesh. And um, Heroic Hearts is only about three to four years old. So myself and the president of the organization, we actually got started off on the board of a Syrian relief organization. And um, we worked there for a number of years, both of us. And once we kind of built um, some experience and, and a platform to walk on, we decided to kind of venture off and create what's now Heroic Hearts, or HHO as we call it. And um, we had this vision of an organization that could essentially keep the overhead costs low by depending more on technology. And um, then we could essentially take all of your donations and donate them directly to the cause rather than taking some of that money and spending it towards our own administrative okay. things. And, um, we were successful in doing that, and I think that's been kind of a huge draw for us as a not-for-profit organization that people feel comfortable donating because they know that um, all their money is kind of going straight towards the programs that they choose to support. So um, orphan sponsorship is one of our big programs, and our orphan sponsorship not only supports a child, but it supports the entire household. So um, in many situations, there's women that are disproportionately affected by um, the crisis in their country and the orphan sponsorship will essentially take some of the burden off of them and supporting the whole family and it'll give the people in their household like the education that they need the shelter food like whatever they need to kind of have like the basics to to survive um so that's the orphan sponsorship is our big program and then we have various other programs in like molly um Bangladesh and love it so um we didn't know about the other sponsorship that you had, which was for um, well water. Is it well waters or the water thing? Yeah. yeah. So um, let's talk about uh, the the first sponsorship, which was for the orphans. Um, Stephanie, do you want to explain how that all came about inside our studio? Um, so for November, we do um, the charities, right? So we actually have um, a bunch of ladies. Just give us nominations of charities that they. Um, they are part of or they they support um and one of our members Puma uh she shout out to Puma yeah shout yeah. out to Puma yeah. she um nominated her own parts and as a team we all voted on which one we thought was really cool and, and um heroic parts won actually you know I want to backtrack because Puma Puma was something something that's really important to her is that all the all the um 
donations actually go to where they're going to and not like yeah, yeah and not yeah. um some of the organizations taken out of it you know so everything that we do she's always like is this all going you know yeah to where where they say it's going or because that's that's something that's really important to her so when you said that that's actually um something that's very very important to her so i'm really glad that we chose this for her yeah so, that's awesome um and then yeah like i said so we ended up choosing her with cards so that's how that came about um, yeah. yeah and like i said before we kind of started um started the the recording is that we're so happy to hear that there's other people that are hearing about us yeah. because we're such yeah. a um, short-lived kind of organization mm -hmm. and I think one of our biggest struggles has been you know kind of pushing people to foster like this empathy and understanding of these crises that are happening like yes. 30,000 miles away and I think when um, when you're asked to volunteer when you have like the desire to volunteer a lot of people would rather do something here in chicago where they can like take their families and it's like a much more like hands-on experience yeah for them versus like just donating online right you know? and right. so that's what's been like a huge challenge for us yeah. and um so the fact that we have so many people in our community who kind of do care yeah. about that cause and will kind of go out of their way to nominate us for these things mm -hmm. is, is really cool um so Thank you to Muma and thank you to you yeah. guys. How are you guys currently doing any sort of advertising or marketing, getting the word out there to other people in the community? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're a very, like, we don't do a whole lot of publicity. And the way that we've grown is, so just to tell you, like, when we first started off, um, like I was saying, I work for Syrian Orphans Organization. Mm -hmm. We had some people that followed us over to the oh, cool. HHO. Yeah. yeah. So that way we started off with 50 orphans that we sponsor and now we're at almost 2,000. That's awesome. Like throughout the different countries that we work and like indirectly then because we support the orphans families too, we're supporting almost 4,000 people, um, you know, indirectly. So um, a lot of the support that we get is word of mouth and we're very big on transparency. So like if somebody tells us, hey, this is the program that we want to donate to and we see that, you know, for example, Stephanie donated towards um, a food basket. Mm -hmm then I, as soon as we get like the videos and the pictures and everything of that, um, you know, that distribution, yeah. then I'll like post it on Facebook, Instagram, and I'll tag yes. you in it. That's and awesome. Tell a friend, and that friend tells another friend. Yeah. And so that's kind of how it happened. And the crazy thing is that we've gotten as big as we've gotten without having to do any publicity. So it just tells me that we have like so much more potential. Yeah, sure. And like the reason that we haven't done too much of that too, to be honest, is because we're so new that we're still taking the time to like establish all of our programs versus like concentrating on doing like big fundraisers yeah. and you know right. all that stuff. So like, and it does take a little bit of time for people to gain that trust enough. And I think when they have that, then we can get some more, um, just like big names to follow us yeah. and do all the big fundraising events and stuff. But we've had like quite a few um, big programs launch and like a lot of success without having to do it. Very cool. Publicity. Yeah. So when you say support, yeah. what what ways are you supporting these people? And is it is it just financially? I mean, is it how else are you supporting? Yeah. Them? So um, what we do, so our orphan sponsorship will specifically provide like nutritional care. That's awesome. Um, and then if there's children that need like some sort of like special medical attention, then we'll provide enough funds for that. Yeah. So we do kind of leave it up to the caretaker's, um, you know, decision to decide like how they want to spend the money. But we do kind of um, have them tell us, you sure. know, where the funds are going and everything. And um, so I think like the the food support, nutritional support, um, shelter. We had like a huge program where we built like makeshift housing for people who are like now living in tents and stuff, or who were living in tents at the time. 
So shelter, food, um, clothing, education. So we kind of aim to give them just like the basics. And honestly, what we're doing is that like, the crisis, especially in Syria, like an entire generation of kids and children has been affected by this. Their education has been disrupted. They're thrust into like work roles at a young age because they need to support their families. And so what we're doing is we're trying to take that or like ease that burden for them. And um, essentially like children are the future yeah, of for sure. that country, of yeah. all of these countries. And if they're so focused on how are we gonna get through the day to day? How are we gonna eat? How are we gonna live? like. How do you then look outwardly into your own future? How do yeah. you plan for your future and like dream of for sure. the actual future? How often do you so, stay in contact with them? So uh, this is another crazy thing, and I think another draw to our organization is that so our teams that work for us actually on the ground are local to each area. Oh, so cool. like our Syrian um, volunteers are from Syria, our Mali yeah, volunteers yeah. are from Mali, and so they know like the streets, they know the for sure. they know like how to find the best resources and everything. And um, so they will they kind of tell us like, hey, this is like the next program that needs support and all of that stuff. And they've been like really, really helpful in um, kind of guiding us and telling us like where we need to go next with everything. And um, sorry, can you repeat your question one more time? Yeah, I no, like it's fine. So much <laughs> that I lost no, my you're okay. <laughs> I, I was just wondering yeah. like, how exactly are you guys able to stay in contact oh, with yeah, them? Oh so yeah, that's how often, yeah. Us. Okay, so <laughs> they are really good about keeping in contact with the families and the kids, and because mm-hmm. there's so much conflict that these families are constantly having to move around, yeah. and like it's really hard mm-hmm. to know where they're going right. next. And but. The cool thing is that our ground team is so good that like they will actually like so if you go on our website and choose to like support an orphan, yeah. mm-hmm. then there's like an online portal where you can see like a picture of the child, get some information about them. That's and cool. like, we will send yeah. you like, periodic yeah. updates about you know like how they're doing and everything. Um, and it's our ground team that we have to credit that to because they do such a great job of like, keeping track of where everything is. And, yeah. So explain to me, you say they move yeah. around. Why do they move around, and how often do they? Yeah, and so it really depends. Like, it depends on where, like, so Syria is bombed often. Mm. And, you know, it's from different regimes, and you never know when the next, like, big major event is going to occur and where it's going to occur. It's just all set up to such a political thing. Yeah. And um, a lot of times, the reason that these families move is for their own safety. Sure. Yeah. You know, and so um, we have families that have moved around multiple times. Oh, that's you know, so and sad. then we have families that will have to travel. Uh, over borders like Turkey and you see like yeah. the sad stories of people like traveling across like dangerous bodies of water oh to Greece and you know all of that stuff and so it is just like a very tumultuous kind of experience for them having to constantly pack up their families yeah. and move and they're literally just taking the clothes off their backs and nothing else. Yeah. That's crazy. And so we do our best to keep track of them and there's been times where we can't oh. you know to be honest because we just don't know what wow. happened to them and so um in Mali, it's a little bit easier. Um, I think that the the communities are a little bit more established now, mm-hmm. um, and so they don't move around as much. So, like when we sponsor orphans in Mali, we can keep, keep track of them a for little sure. bit easier. Yeah. I like that. So, can you yeah. explain um, to us is uh, some of the success stories that you might want to share after helping a family? Yeah, yeah. So um, we actually have quite a few. Um, children this is a sad kind of branch to to go on but like we have a lot of um 
limb loss because of like bindings mm. and stuff like that. And there's children who are affected like not only emotionally but also because of this physical yeah, aspect yeah. that changes everything. And so one program that we've been doing is prosthetics, and which has been really cool because you kind of see first like the devastation and then we kind of follow that same family and see how their lives have changed because of the prosthetics that we've yeah. been able to provide and stuff. So there are like a couple of kids who um, we actually have sent them over to the border to Turkey and we like get them fitted and oh, everything cool. for the prosthetics and we follow them and we like send our donors like videos and stuff. That's like, awesome. That's awesome. Is doing and yeah. it's really cool. But um, so another success story for sure is our water wells that I wanted to talk more about. Um, so our water wells are built in like more destitute uh, communities where the residents would have to walk like a half an hour or more to actually reach That's a, fresh, insane. Yeah, yeah. a fresh body of water. And um, because and if they don't have that available to them, there's a lot of different like health issues that arise due to that, like malnutrition, um, different like sicknesses and diseases and stuff. So it's really important that um, those water wells provide like fresh water yeah. for these families. And, so we build these in these communities and the wells that we make are different because we actually take the time to build like a concrete base in the ground so that they can last for like 50 to 60 nice. years. And so um, they help like hundreds of families that live close by, like to even just for clean cooking water. For sure, and, you know, yeah. Showering and bathing their children and all that stuff. And so we've had a lot of people that will donate a water well in honor of a loved one. And it's been a really cool program because um, I had a friend whose father passed away from COVID recently and she built the well in his honor mm -hmm. and it's just a really cool way to kind of honor his memory for so many that. years yeah. and um, they were really happy with the outcome and we did the same thing that we do with orphan sponsorship. We send them pictures and videos of the construction of yeah. it once it's done and then like the whole community at the end, which is really cool, like comes together and they have like an opening ceremony. That is so like, cool. Oh, yeah. So how many water wells have you donated? Um, so I think that we're on 20 now and nice. then we have another four that just came through. That's um, huge. That we're working on now. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So where can people find more information about Sorora Cards if they're interested in donating? Um, so our we have a Facebook and Instagram is Heroic Hearts Org on both. And then um, hchearts.org is our website. So they can go to any, we post like all of our, um, you know, programs on every platform. Yeah. But our website would probably be the best one because then you can kind of go through like every program individually and get information about it and see, yeah. you know, which one you're interested in doing. I like that. Yeah. Just hearing the stories today lets us know that we made the right decision. Okay. For the charity for checking for yeah, November, yeah. and we're extremely appreciative of you coming on to the episode thank today. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. So um, again, uh, for those of you that are tuning in, thank you so much for watching. Um, and again, feel free if you have any questions to reach out to them or give a donation. Oh yeah. Yes. So with that being said, <laughs> God bless you all. Have an amazing day, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Lace Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this episode, subscribe to our YouTube channel or find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or whatever your favorite place is to listen to podcasts. And if you really liked this episode, please leave a review for us on iTunes. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.